just getting up or just getting out the door, we get it. Life in SoCal isn't always 9 to 5. That's why Today in LA's team is going strong at the crack of dawn for you. Shauna, her forecast will tell you what to wear. Alicia, her down-to-the-mile traffic will keep you in the clear. Adrian and Daniela, they'll break down all the morning's breaking news so nothing takes you by surprise. It's simple. You wake up, we'll open your eyes. Today in LA, for you. Starting at 4 a.m. Previously on Mayans MC. No puedo hacer mi trabajo. Si no me hablas, no te podía decir. Ya no hay más confianza. Este es el expediente médico. Mi hermano documentando su muerte lenta de neumonía. Tu madre. Se la obligué a mentir. La convencí que era lo mejor para la familia. Esto. Paga la deuda de mi familia. Sí. Tienes mi palabra. Because I'm gonna have to find another way to work on my daddy shit. Take care of yourself, Felipe. You too, son. What happened? I found out about his DEA deal tonight. You chose him over me. You always have. I come here with an opportunity. You help with this, and you won't need to accrue points, Ezekiel. Because the deal will never have existed. You will be free and clear. We'll do whatever this thing for Potter is. Put it behind us, and you're free to go. Hand in your cut, and you leave. DMC, Santo Padre, I don't care where you go. Los hermanos Reyes. I just sent each of you a text message with the details of your... Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Talking Mayans MC. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here on this final episode of the season. Yes, that's right. Episode 10 of the series, episode 8 of this podcast. So I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you guys. I am here with the wonderful and talented and beautiful Jen. How you doing? I'm really good. I'm kind of sad. This is our last podcast for Mayans. Aww. I know. It's a, it, it brings a little tear to my eye. I'm kind of, I, I feel like maybe we should do a retrospective really soon. Just, you know, kind of go over stuff. Aww, I'm going to you- miss it. You want to, uh, you you want to um, go back and relive that first season all over again, don't you? I, you know, it's funny. If if ever there was a series to go back and rewatch, I feel like this one actually might be one of the good ones. I do think there's a whole lot in some of the stuff that we have talked about before that we probably missed. I agree. It'd be, uh, you know what I'm. I'm excited though to talk about this episode because there, so much was uh, was revealed in this episode, and uh, you know we're gonna really have a good time right here tonight. So um, let's get right into it. This is uh, the final episode, and uh, you know um, I think a good place to start off with is let's talk about um, this show's and its recurring theme of killing off 
family. See, you thought I was going to go into the uh, the animal theme like I have done before. <laughs> no, it's like, man, if you are family, you are like a goner. I swear. <laughs> It's so crazy, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, I liked, I liked him in this. He was, you know, he was a a good character. Well, he deserved better than he got. That's for sure. He sure did. He got the talking about the short end of the stick. Poor guy. You know, you know what was funny. What What's funny to me is that <clears throat> Jimenez is the one guy who is trying to make it better, mm-hmm. and not just trying to make it better, like, you know, I'll let me put it this way. He seemed like the one guy who didn't have any skin in the game in terms of manipulating everybody else. He was just genuinely trying to help and he got iced. That's pretty sad. Oh my God. And you know, the, the messed up scene is when, when uh, he's talking to Felipe and, you know, and oh man, I just felt so bad there in the freezer. And he's just—he was such a nice guy, and he—he he went out so bad. And 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 poor Felipe, right? Saying that him listening to Jimenez say, "Yeah, you know, uh, I actually discovered something through all this, and that is, I care about my family. I even care about my pops." I. Uh, th- Man, that was sad. That was so sad. What what I think made that so uh, pivotally sad is clearly Felipe would have killed him if he thought that it was going to make it easier for Angel and Easy, mostly Easy, I think. But at the at the same time, man, Felipe is just so much all about blood. He's just so much all about family. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that was pretty big. Yeah, it was uh, definitely cold blooded. <laughs> and the, uh, the idea that he said, "I'm not that man anymore," <clears throat> that actually made me so. It made me sad for him. Yeah. I mean, for him to say, "I'm not that person anymore," that's pretty big. I think too. Like, I mean, I feel like that was sort of the idea behind him burning all that stuff. Like, you know, he's trying to put this behind him and keeps getting roped back in somehow <laughs> like a uh, godfather three just when i i you know <laughs> put me back in <laughs> but um yeah and uh, you know it's funny i thought that was going to be the through line for the whole episode and they pretty much took care of it pretty fast so they um, did yeah so and and honestly in my mind it was kind of surprising to a certain degree because i thought it was going to be some situation where it, you know, they weren't going to do it and no, they did it. And, uh, so, you know, my question though is with Potter, I mean, you know, I mean, Potter's so evil. The thing with the pie too, that was, that was something else. Um, (laughs) uh, we, we debated whether he was going to actually eat that pie or not. And I said, no, he's definitely going to do it because he can't not do it. Right. Right. He's, he's pretty pot committed. (laughs) <laughs> to the <pie. laughs> that's pretty awful actually yes he's like oh star bot <laughs> it's like oh jeez oh okay. at first you know he, I, he, I actually mentioned the fact that I I am pretty sure there was probably some blood and brain matter in there <laughs> maybe that's what he was mad there wasn't enough blood and brain that's matter in it 
That's pretty yeah. awful. Well, you know, it's <laughs> funny though. He normally is on a motorcycle, but in this episode, he's um, being chauffeured around. Um, and I wonder, is there any significance with that, or is it just you know this episode he just was being chauffeured around? Well, uh, in some ways, it, and you know, I could be reading too much into the symbolism, but in some ways, it does feel like maybe Potter is being elevated to uh, to the point of he's no longer sort of standing on his own. He no longer needs sort of that piece. Now he's got all, like all the support around him. I. I, th- I thought it was really interesting when Potter said, um, these are different times now. You know, basically, it's, it's a direct line from what we want to do to executive order or executive, uh, basically saying, look, we live in a different time. Now. We live in this. I mean, I felt like it was actually a, a big giant shout out to the way that the government has shifted its positions on what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And it, and it felt really authentic, but at the same time that felt really scary. Yeah. Just, just that, just that knowledge felt really like meta scary, like outside of my own thinking about Mayans and stuff. It just felt like, wow, you know what? This is a real thing. We mm-hmm. experienced that and it made the show that much more relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it that was. I thought that that was a really good moment. That was a really good line that Potter gave. Yeah, very. I mean, I I I, I love him on this show. I think he adds this thing like to you know. The, the, it, it, one thing that they did was they streamlined. You know who's going to be at, at odds with him? You know specifically. You know, um, one is by taking out taking out uh, Jimenez and then the I, I forgot what the the black guy's name was his character but taking them both out you know so now you have one person to focus on it makes me wonder though was that the um was that what they were going for all along um was that Potter was going to come in or was this more of a middle of the season is like you know what let's add this character you know what I mean or right, get this character back well the the here's the thing I, I can't speak to whether they knew what they were going to do at the beginning of the season all the way through, but I can say that it does actually make some sense that they would leave off the idea uh, that there are no loose ends. Because if if they were to leave those loose ends out there, there would be a problem, I think, in terms of continuity going forward. And especially with the amount of power that Potter has given to... Uh, Galindo, that that this is this is no longer just a, and I shouldn't say it's no longer. It was never, but this isn't just a small little operation. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we would think if this ever got found out, there would be congressional hearings about it. Like it's on that magnitude, it's on that scale. So for there to be any loose ends out there, I think would be a continuity mistake on the part of the writers. So. I'm sorry. I I loved Jimenez too, but I feel like from a from just a content uh, full arc that it was the right decision to make. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think so too, uh, and it, and it definitely added a little spice to the episode. So, um, I mean, the brother dynamic, well, the brother, the brother dynamic with their father is is really good, and it played up very well in this episode, and. Uh, you know, an angel 
and and um and easy and felipe I, I mean i just love that dynamic it is so good it's like you know a lot of times i feel like they do prequels and it's not necessary but right i kind of want to see their life before you know like it's really interesting i'm glad though the way that we're getting it you know um but it's just you know it's very good they do they did a great job this season with their backstory making it very well, interesting they they i think that they did a really good job making us care about the characters and then mm-hmm. by by sort of extension that makes us want to know who they were before all of this happened mm-hmm. but i don't think that it would have made that much difference to us if we weren't completely invested in angel and easy also <clears throat> something interesting that happened this episode which i hadn't really noticed before is angel's character <sighs> How can I put this? I hadn't noticed before that Angel's character was absolutely positively n- not just looking out for Easy, but that in in a lot of ways really resents Easy. And and I don't mean that in sort of like the oh my god I resent you therefore I hate you. I mean like he resents Easy. I think for for what Felipe doesn't give to him. Maybe there were some early signs of that, but in this episode, it re- it felt like Angel sort of really stepped up in terms of character development and became uh, a, almost a um, almost a antagonist to Easy, mm-hmm. which it, which in the beginning I never would have guessed what it was going to happen. I wouldn't have guessed that Angel was going to be Easy's antagonist. And yet I see that developing. I see that as, yeah, see, this is because that resentment is there. It's going to make it a lot easier for Angel to be Easy's bad guy. Yeah. Um, it's very, very uh, interesting. I, 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 you know, it, I was thinking of, during this episode, right? Um, you know, uh, they went with a very interesting kind, kind of uh, way that they presented it. Like they got away the the main thing that they they got in. You know, uh, that they presented in the last episode, and then it kind of went into kind of they do this a lot in TV shows where it's kind of like it's decompression before you get to the actually finale, and then they hit you with a whammy bammy at the very kind end. Of the, they do this so. Uh, um, you know, uh, and I want to say hey to Art in the chat room. Uh, it says, for being the perfect son in his father's eyes. Yes. Sorry about that. I want to make sure I give uh, Art in the, the chat room. Uh, yeah, that is, that that's absolutely, I think, what uh, what Angel thinks. I think that's what he thinks Felipe sees mm-hmm. about EZ. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, you yeah. know, I, I kind of feel like Felipe is actually... His wanting to live vicariously through EZ and correct all the mistakes of his past by making EZ's life different than what is is sort of already happening to him mm-hmm. actually inhibits the ability for EZ to be the, the the person that he is. And and that at the end of the episode where he says, oh, look, I don't even know who I am, that feels very much like it is a culmination of everything that that he doesn't have which is 
it's not just identity. It's a sense of where do I belong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and did you think that he was really going to drop out? Um, maybe for a small moment, I, I, we were actually trying to, uh, process how does easy stay in Mm -hmm. and what, what kind of thing could happen to make him want to stay in. Like we all thought it would be an external catalyst, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it was an external catalyst. I think easy just decided, uh, after that, after the, not the double cross, um, but sort of, it was a double cross with Potter. Where, you know, Potter basically tricks him into, okay, well, now you owe me one more. Um, I, I, I get the feeling that, that I thought what was going to happen was that was going to be something like, okay, Easy's going to see the files disappear off of the computer. And he's going to say, oh, but something else just came up and now you have to stay. To make the dynamic simply that EZ wants to stay because he feels like he belongs or that he needs a sense of identity, that actually made it better for me. Because then it doesn't, it didn't resort to like a plot trick to make us think, well, EZ's got to stay now because he's forced to. Right, yeah, because that would be whack, yeah. But that's what, we all thought that's what was going to happen. That, you know, some, that was going to be some force of nature outside of what easy could control. And it was going to basically say, okay, you know, look, now you have to stay, you have no choice and, you know, destiny is this. And, but for easy to make that choice was in some ways really epically better. Yeah, I like it. And I love how they, they shrouded it in secrecy. And then also we got, uh, we, we got, uh, um, uh, Padrino himself, uh, um, le- retiring, <laughs> I guess. Is that, what, is that what you call it? Is, do, he, I, I see this as a lateral shift, right? Mm-hmm. He made a lateral career move. Right. Although I have to say working for Galindo, the, that's not a bad in, in, well, okay, wait, let's go back. Right. He said he had to honor Jax. I mean, he said he talked about the guns. I mean, like everything sort of points to different little aspects of Sons of Anarchy about, you know, promises not kept or promises kept. Um, and I, I kind of see where he was going with that. At the same time, I also think it makes so much sense that he goes to work for Galindo because because his power is actually nothing to mess around with. Right. You know, he's way more powerful, I think, than the Nestor character ever could have been because Nestor is not, uh, they haven't, at least they haven't put him in that position. They haven't put him in the position where it feels like he's got uh, kind of the inside scoop on everything that uh, Padrino does. In the chat, um, Art is saying, do you guys think when next season starts, Easy will be patched in or does he lose his godfather position now? Um, no, mm. no, I, I, I think he stays a prospect. I, in fact, I think it's better that he stays a prospect because the longer that he's a prospect, the, the, the more drama that exists around that piece that it like, if we don't, if we don't narratively sort of get the feeling that easy has sort of, uh, done his time. 
I feel like that would be really unsatisfying. Like if that were to happen in downtime, I don't think would any of us be happy with that. I I don't think so. Well, at least I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. That that's like getting murdered off screen or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for time jumps, right? When they make sense. But in this case, we they just set up uh, a situation that that pits easy against Angel in some ways. And to not have that play out on screen would be really unsatisfying. Right. Yeah. Now, come on, we got, if you were a Sons of Anarchy fan, um, you were happy in one moment to see uh, David uh, LaBarva, I'm sorry, LaBarva, I think that's how you say his name. Um, who played Happy on the original series, Sons of Anarchy, you were happy to see him. Like, oh, that's cool. He's on the show again. And then it's like, oh, he's possibly the the uh, the murderer <laughs> that he's been. <laughs> see, okay, so, th- so this brings up like a billion questions in my head. Like, okay, so I don't think that Happy just killed, uh, mm-hmm. that he didn't just kill Felipe's wife for no reason. Something happened there. Was Felipe the Mark? Was did something else happen? Did it have something to do with Angel? That's that's my current theory. My current theory is it had something to do with Angel. Yeah, because he seemed kind of cool. You know, he seemed pretty cool about. Uh, well, you know, it just happens. You know, like you know, like you would think he would be more. Uh, I'm talking about Angel. You think he would have been more about? Yeah, we got to get you know, get the person that did it, and he kept selling his brother on the person got away or whatever yeah and so maybe i i don't know i mean it it, like there's so many different questions clearly you know you wouldn't want sons of anarchy and the mayans to be like at war with each other Uh, that would be really bad but you also there there's also this sense of like uh wow there's a lot of unfinished business going on here Hmm. (laughs) michael irby says i'd watch this show even if i wasn't on it. it so fucking good. Thank you. <laughs> Hilarious. I could totally see him saying that. And yeah. I wish I could stop these Reyes brothers from making so much bad decisions. <laughs> this is from the, they were live tweeting. Oh yeah. Now this is the one I want to see what she was live tweeting. She is a very beautiful woman. Uh, Carla. Uh, oh, that, you know what? That was such a nice moment between Angel and uh, Angelita. Mm-hmm. That was such a sweet moment. I I just I loved I, I don't know. There's something it was creepy, but I still loved it. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There was something weird about the way he said, "Yeah, on another night when I don't hate myself so much." And I like for whatever reason that actually made me go, "Aw." Mm-hmm. Well, you do like the creeps. <laughs> 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 but it was You know what else was nice about that? Uh, although I know it won't last, but you know what was nice about that was uh, the the whole idea that they have some kind of peace, that they have uh, a quote-unquote safe house. That seemed really uh, important to end with because these the, the rebels have been on their own for, so, for the entire season and so much heartache. Yeah, I like this. This is a nice cast photo. Yeah. What do you think about what? Uh, Miguel? Um, in this finale, um, I, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Not enough screen time. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know if I have enough information based on what sort of just happened to feel a sense of com anything really going forward other than, other than I like it. I, I mean, I do, I find that storyline to be very compelling, but it's, I don't know. There's, I feel like there might be something missing and maybe it's just something I haven't narratively seen yet. Mm -hmm. Did, I don't know. Did you feel that way at all? No, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, he, he's starting to come off as a kid. You know, when a kid puts on his father's suit and tries to yeah. be an adult, like he's starting to come off like that, that he's playing boss, you know, instead of uh, it doesn't seem like it comes naturally, you know. Um, uh, Art, I didn't. Art says, uh, wow, I missed the happy scene. Good stuff. Oh, oh no. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, easy, easy, and easy and happy. Locked eyes. Yeah, they locked eyes. So happy knows that easy knows. No, I don't think so. Cause like, you don't think so? No, the way. Well, look. I'll, let me screenshot. Uh, oh, I I got that feeling. No, I, I didn't get that feeling. It felt like he he. Uh, wait, let's see. But they locked eyes at the uh, through no, the gate. I, yeah, they did. But wait, wait, wait. Here it is, right here. Hopefully they ain't gonna flag me for this. He just kind of looked up, and look, he just looked back down. I don't know. Yeah, but I, yeah, but don't you think that that's just because he's trying to play it very, 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 very cool? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I when I saw it the first time, I took it as he um, that he just was like. Uh, um, he just looked and saw him, and then he's. I, I mean, he you know, wait, 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 wait. Go back to okay. Mm -hmm. Hold on. There's I, there's something that's bothering me. Go back to one of the flashbacks in the prison scene, and who Ooh. was it that we see Easy mm -hmm. paying attention to? Uh, mm -hmm. maybe that. Oh, shoot, I can't remember now. I, now, see, now I actually do have to go back and watch that because there was an episode where there was a flashback and uh, and Easy is talking to. Well, I mean, basically, he, he, there are things that are happening around other than the conversation that he's having uh, with Sarah, right? That Sarah Bulger. He, he, okay, so he's having that conversation, but the camera pans to the other side of the room and there is somebody there that we are supposed to pay attention to and I can't remember who it is now, but maybe they were there to see Happy. No, that's not possible. No, I don't, yeah. I was, because he would know if Happy was was there. But the, but there's something, there. that line is there. I, I can't think of exactly what it is, but there is a line there. Some Something is supposed to call our attention off there because they don't just make up camera shots for no reason. Well, I don't know some of these shows. <laughs> inside of the flashback that seems way too specific no, there no, is I, something I, about I, that scene no i agree with you uh art wants to know do you think miguel's mom will kill uh the wife talking about emily uh like Jim i had that thought yeah <laughs> oh yeah you know what we never talked i had that about thought this. when she opened the door we never talked about this but i i, I mean Devante and Mama, I wonder if they had a thing going. Oh, for sure they did. I mean, it never was really, you know, confirmed or anything on this, you know, on the show. But you think that's something dead? Yeah, I, 
I definitely think that. And I also think that, that Devante was probably the only link that mom had to, you know, hey, here's somebody who knows my past, who connects me to everything that's going on. Also, I think, you know, in some ways, maybe uh, Devante helped her not to feel like she was irrelevant. And it's quite clear right now that she feels very irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Which is not a good place for a woman like that to be. Yeah. And do you think there was a moment where he thought, where she thought maybe she could be next? Um, I, I do think that that if that I well I guess it's kind of a little bit convoluted but personally I think if if Galindo is willing to kill Devante to settle a score that that it it's not that far of a hop skip and a jump to think that anybody could be next mm-hmm. I, I just it doesn't seem like he's got loyalty to anyone except maybe Cristobal his son that's it i'm not even sure if he's got actual loyalty for his wife art Art makes some great points he says it's almost like she still sees herself as the queen and emily was just supposed to play housewife that's right i I, he's absolutely right that is exactly how it comes off yeah it and and also it, it also the other thing is you know she was probably in emily's position so if she sees emily as being the usurper then clear that would obviously cause a lot of conflict like i mean she's the one who i'm sure she feels like she helped to build everything that is as it is now and so for emily to come in and sort of just waltz all over everything that's got to feel pretty bad yeah do you think 2012 was a bad year for that uh group for the uh mayans do I think 2012 was a bad year? Well, they survived, so <laughs> couldn't have been that bad. No, I mean, like, uh, the anticipation of what could be. <laughs> every, every inside joke ever, you know? Hey, you guys going to survive past this year? Did y'all build your 2012 garden in case, you know, the world comes to an end? <laughs> I feel so bad for the people who stopped paying their bills because they thought it was going to be over. <laughs> oh, man. Might explain a lot, though. Oh boy! So uh, you know, uh-huh, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring up one, uh, one quick point that I thought was uh, kind of, I don't know, just like a side note, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that that reminds me how good this is, and yet sort of how young of a show it is is, look, I, I really love Easy and I love JD, right? I mean, great character, really good actor. But you can tell that he is still a little bit uncomfortable in this role. And uh, don't hate me for saying this, but there were moments in tonight's episode where I really felt a kind of awkwardness that I, I don't know if it's I'm just noticing it now or when, and if I go back, maybe I'll notice it more. But there is something that sort of feels awkward about him in this role that is both endearing, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, this is really amazing. And also, oddly, it takes me out of time and place. Like, so I'm not totally invested in the story and the characters. And I feel like I'm actually watching him act. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is sort of, um, it's a little rattling. It's just slightly rattling. It's funny, though, because I don't feel that way about any of the others. So, yikes. 
But it, yeah. it kind of goes though with um, his um, his character though. Like his character is not really supposed to be a part of this. You know, this is not really the life that he was supposed to to have. You know, it. I mean, you're right. That that's a good point. But I also feel like it shouldn't pull me out of the show. And sometimes it really does. Mm. Not th- this isn't this isn't a criticism of his acting ability. It's I think it's a criticism of the part that he has is written in a way that despite the fact that he should feel a little bit awkward, the awkwardness comes off too much. And and it somehow is like uh it's like a hyper extension of itself. And that is jarring when you're watching a show where you're supposed to be very invested in the characters. I, I'm trying to remember if there were other moments like that. And I, I sort of remember a couple very early on. Um, but tonight, the, what was with the flashback with, with JD and Emily on the roof? I mean, okay, I get it. You, I, I understand what they were sort of going with to, to, uh, to sort of narratively flush out what was going on there. But that felt really weird it just felt so stuck in it remember it was a continuation of a, of I, a I know that's why i said I, I get why they were doing it it just didn't feel right it just felt wrong hmm. that's interesting. Uh, by and large this show has been amazing but there are some moments that don't quite work and and it's a it's it's a new show I mean, first seasons are filled with sort of fleshing things out and seeing where things go and getting characters kind of in character. So I don't fault the show for it. I just hope that in season two, we are given something a little bit more comfortable, like everybody's in their own skin a little bit better. And for the most part, most of the actors do seem to be there. I, I just There's just moments with JD that just feel... Sometimes it's so on point. I mean, I go back to that scene with JD and Coco. And also, you know, something else I noticed, I just got to say this. Man, those those characters spend a lot of time around dead bodies. Yes. I mean, like, I'm, I'm starting to think that they've got, like, some kind of weird fetish about it. Because, damn, that happens a lot. And they feel very comfortable around dead bodies, too. They do, right? Yes. The best scene with, uh, with Easy... Yeah to me was the scene with him and Coco where they were, where Coco was basically giving easy his philosophy on life, eulogizing over his mother's body. That to me was one of the best scenes in the entire series. And, and I didn't feel like he was out of place there. There's just some scenes and especially in this last episode that just felt a little bit off. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree with you. That is crazy, though, yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they're they trying to establish that these people are uh, not your, not great people. <laughs> you know? Not great people. I, I think that would be the understatement of the series. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Also, I was kind of sad that we didn't get to see more Coco. <laughs> just because no, I just freaking I like love him so much. Yeah. You know my favorite character, though, is, right? Um... Bishop. One of the motorcycles? No, Bishop. Really? Yeah, that's my favorite character. Yeah. Okay. Tell us why, Kente. A, a huge 
fan of the the actor, and I think he's a great character. Yeah. Yeah, he's a. I I, I could see that. Yeah. So, I'm not yeah. sure who my favorite character is. I I I I, I switch like from episode to episode. Mm. Yeah, no, I, it does. Bishop is my favorite. Well, uh, Adelita is the, the sexiest character on the show. <laughs> so, so uh, if we're going off of sexy, yeah, we'll she's say, pretty uh, amazing too. She's like one of the strongest. She, well, not one of the strongest. She is definitely. Uh, a powerhouse of a character, mm-hmm. and 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 somehow and and somehow they managed to write her as being like this crazy, uh, crazy isn't a good word. They they write her to have all of this power and all this strength, and at the same time, they also give her the, these moments of vulnerability that are just breathtaking. And she does such a good job of portraying that. All of her emotion feels like it is when it finally does emerge, it's huge. But for the most part, all of that emotion is all tucked away so neatly. And even her facial expressions feel like they are like, no, 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 no. You don't let this stuff out. You don't ever let people see those things. And then when they escape, it's like, it's, it's hard. It's like a torrent. So it's hard to hide it. And she does such a good job of keeping that balance. I love it. Yeah, she's terrific. Yeah. She's a painter, too, as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so anything, uh, any last things you want to um, cover before we say goodbye? I, I would just like to say that um, I really want to live in the Galindo house because <laughs> every time I see it, I fall in love with it more and more. Yep, that's my big, uh, that's my big takeaway. And I, that, that's not really my big takeaway. My big takeaway of the night is, oh, oh, okay, first of all, do we even know what any of the stuff that just happened means? I, I think the answer is no. I don't think we're even supposed to know what it means. I think what happened at the end of this episode is, is just supposed to carry us forward into season two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any, there's no, it didn't feel to me like there's any kind of uh, um, like we can't go back through the episodes and find some clue about what it might mean in the flashbacks or anything like that. I don't think that's where it's supposed to go. I think we're just supposed to end on a really solid, hey, Easy now knows who killed his mom. Right. And um, they want to know, uh, Art wants to know, um, do you think that... Uh... Do you think they will uh, go the Sons of Anarchy way and slowly kill off most of the guys at the table? God, I really hope not. Yeah. Well, you know, some people have to go, right? I mean, yes, but I really hope that that's not the direction that they go. Mostly because I I feel like this is a bit of... it. This is totally... This feels totally different. Mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy felt big. Like... Uh, like more epic in terms of storytelling and sons of anarchy feels tight like this is a close circle and even though peripheral things come in from the outside it feels like it's got a a tighter narrative than sons of anarchy did does that make sense no it makes perfect sense yeah well i think they they learn from it as well so yeah you know from uh, sons of anarchy because the world of Sons of Anarchy sort of felt like it was um, 
no, I mean, not just global because of the the Irish, but it it felt like it, there was just a more expansive world that was relating to them. And in Mayans, it feels like there is something much smaller in terms of the the knit circle between both the Reyes brothers and and Felipe, but also even between the antagonists. It feels like there is something far more intimate and close. And that actually, I can't say is not, is good. It's, it's really good. I, I should say it's, it's actually really good. It makes me feel like there's something more to the story and it, and it feels more drama than the Sons of Anarchy piece, which sometimes felt way more um, serial, if you will. Like it, it just, it didn't, I don't know how to describe it. It didn't feel like, at times, it didn't feel like the narrative was really close. This time, it feels really close. Yeah. I can't wait for the next season. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so, Well, we know it's happening. Yes, it is. For those who may not know, it was picked up a couple of weeks ago for a second season. So I'm... As I'm sure the fans are, I'm looking forward to what this new season will entail. So, I wonder if they'll keep the same writers. Hmm, that'd be interesting. I think they're going to keep the, the most of them, right? So, I I would hope so. Yeah. All right. So, how can people get you in social media and all that good stuff? Uh, social media, you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one, and on the web, you can find me at moviesmakethemeal.com and critical laughs with two l's.com all right and you can get me at kente f on twitter and you go to our website indyradio.org that's indy radio.org uh right now the website's down but it should be up sometime tomorrow so um but uh you can get all of our content on facebook or my twitter feed or uh so check it out so we're going to probably do a couple of probably do an episode or two to kind of just um, uh, not next week, but maybe before the end of the year, just to kind of go back over the whole season and give us a, a, you know enough time to just um, decompress and to really think about what we saw. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we will be back Sunday for an all new episode of uh, talking about Walkers, the Walking Dead show as well. So with all that said, have a great rest of your week and God bless. We'll catch you next time right here on IndieRadio.org. For 88 years, Ocean Spray has been the nation's leader of everything red cranberry. And now they're proud to announce new Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail made from real pink cranberries. Wait. They've been harvesting them for 88 years? I've missed out on a lifetime of refreshing deliciousness? Introducing new, light, and refreshing Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail. Now available at Target. Better late than never, right?